This is the Glasses by Day Geek by Night podcast, and I'm doing rewatch again. So rewatch is where I compare and contrast Invincible, the series, to Invincible, the comic. So I'm going to jump right in on episode two. So the scene opens with the security guard from the White House, and he's in London with his stepson, and they narrowly avoid being killed by the bin bag that Mark threw into space. It, you know, it does happen in the comic, but it just doesn't really go into it too much. I kind of feel like it was so unnecessary, it was so unneeded. You know, the fact that they got, what was it, John Hamm to come and do the voice for it, it was just, you could have just got someone from the production department to do it. They didn't even need to get paid for it, really. I just feel like it was so unnecessary. It just, it didn't need to be there. You know, it's funny. But it was funny in the comic, but I kind of feel like they made more out of it than needed to be made in the series. It was just like, nah, didn't need to happen. Um, the next scene pans to Cecil's team um, trying to save what's left of the Guardians. I'm going to talk about Cecil in a minute anyway. So, uh, Bloodbath, Carnage. I love the fact that they're just trying to mop them up, hoping they're going to put them back together. I kind of feel like... You know, what Warrior Woman's necks like twisted all the way around. The the only one there there's a possibility of putting back together is the immortal. And I kinda of feel like the rest of them what exactly were you gonna do? I kinda of feel like most of them had their faces bashed in. Red Rush's face was like completely destroyed. Um Darkwing was what smashed on the floor a hundred times, you know. Um what the fish guy, I can't think of his name, the Atlantean dude, got his head, you know, caved in with um, Warrior Woman's mace. Yeah, I just kind of feel like not coming back from that. One for, one of the deaths that didn't make any sense to me was, uh, what was it, the Green Ghost? I kind of feel like your main power is phasing through things. Do you know what I mean? You know, don't catch the dead dude and save yourself. I just kind of feel like it was just so unnecessary. Uh, Walton Goggins... What can we say? Cecil Stedman. Uh, I feel like Walton Goggins is Cecil Stedman. It's genius. Great actor. Great voice. Big fan of him in The Shield and Sons of Anarchy. So in The Shield, um, oh, if you haven't watched The Shield, you need to because it's brilliant. Um, in Sons of Anarchy, if you've seen him in Sons of Anarchy, you know what I'm talking about. Um, the storylines are pretty much the same in the comics and the series, but they, they just disjoint slightly early on, so they come at different points. So, obviously, I know, like, where the story's going, but how it gets there is kind of, it could be slightly different. And I'm kind of hoping that's the case, because I think what one thing that bug, is bugging me about the series is that they've, they've, they've taken a bit of the mystery out of it for me. Whereas, in the comic, I kind of feel like the mystery's there from the beginning, and they try their best to keep it there as long as possible. Whereas... Especially with the Nolan stuff, they kind of just, they throw that in off the bat. Like, I think, what did I say in the last issue, the last episode, it was issue seven of the comic that you find out that Nolan is, you know, technically the bad guy. Technically, he's been sent there to, you know, you know conquer the planet. I kind of feel like they didn't need to do that straight off the bat. I kind of feel like you could have just hinted at it. Uh, one thing that I love about the comics, well, more than most most things, is that Kirkman is a futurist. He sets up the next arc within the arc that you're already reading, and he's done that in the series thus far. Obviously, not not by the second episode, except for the Flaxons. All right, uh, the Flaxons do come back with a you know, with a vengeance really later on. So I kind of feel like that's what I love. I, um, I kind of feel like he does. 
he, he, he sets it up within the series, but it, it's really subtle. And it's really subtle within the comics, but especially when you're rereading, you're like, oh, he's going to come back with a vengeance. He's going to do this. He's going to do that. Like I said, the Guardians being killed off so early, it did take the shock that Nolan was the bad guy away from me. And I feel like, has has Kirkman agreed to that? Or have they just said, I feel like we need to do this off the bat? And he's just gone, okay, whatever. But I kind of feel like, you know, as someone who's read the um, the Walking Dead comics as well, I kind of feel like that to the series is is totally different. And obviously they take the same stories, but they just... You know, they blend in different characters to the story instead. And I kind of feel like it worked on some of it, but on other things I was kind of like, oh, I preferred the way that they went about it in the comic. But in some ways, I, I some, sometimes preferred the way they went about it in the series. So I kind of feel like, are they going to do that with Invincible? Are they going to take aspects that, you know, like you, me as a comic reader of Invincible that I know are going to happen and are they going to just put another character in there? I kind of feel like they don't really have to do that with this because I feel like, obviously, it's not, you know, these are animated characters rather than, you know, live-action people doing it. So I'm just hoping that they they keep to the story but kind of put their own twist on certain things because I, I, I want to I wanna come into it and go, oh, you know what, I like the way they did that. Yeah, that was, that was a little bit different than the comic. I don't want to just be like, oh, that was exactly the same, that was this, that was that. I think the... The main thing that they've changed thus far is that they've uh, the Guardians got killed and they put up more of a fight. I kind of feel like, like I said in the previous episode, that the Guardians were a bit of a joke. They they got took out far too easily, and I kind of feel like that that made maybe the episode a little bit better for me. That yeah, that was the, that whole aspect of it. I was thinking, wow, that was a little bit different. That was something that I was. I knew it was going to happen, but I didn't know they were going to put up that much of a fight, and I didn't think it was going to be that earlier on. Um, there are other things coming that I know are coming that I'm hoping that they keep the same, but shock me at the same time. So I, I don't know how they're going to do that, but I'm hoping that they they do a bit of fan service for the people who are into the comics as well, because I kind of feel like they need to change something here and there, maybe go about it in a slightly different way, show the fight scenes a little bit better, because there are some amazing fight scenes in the comics. Maybe not very early on, but as they get further and further on. So I'm reading this from the you know, the Ultimate Collection, and basically I've got all of them, and I, I had it on, I, I think I read the first issue of this on my iPhone 3G. That's how long ago it was. And um, I kind of feel like, realistically the fights in it are good to begin with but they get so good the blood the gore everything about it is just brilliant like i said i kind of i like the way that in the comics stuff isn't even on my radar like nolan so i'm hoping that they get to something like that um another thing that's bugging me about the series is that it hasn't delved into the fact that Mark and Eve have been flirty from the beginning in the comics. Like, I kind of feel like they don't even go there. They just kind of think, you know what, we've made Amber into this, like, cool character, so what we're going to do is we're going to fuck Eve off and we're just going to go with the Amber character because I kind of feel like... They, they, I'm I'm actually rewatching it at the moment. I've got it on the background and I kind of feel like they literally have, like, one moment of maybe flirty flying and then that's it. And I kind of feel like what they they just like friend zoned him straight away, 
And I guess friend zone can lead to more, so I'm hoping that they use this as an in later on down the line. Because I kind of feel like Amber, I've said it before, she she was just a secondary character. I kind of feel like it it just she doesn't need to be more than that by the time they go to you know university. It's just kind of like you know, they end up breaking up. They have, you know, certain other things happen, which I'll go into later on down the line because she actually has a good storyline and it, you know, Mark has a good storyline within it and I kind of feel like, yeah, I can't see them doing that. Just like I can't see them doing some of the more controversial storylines. But I'm hoping that they they get Mark out of the friend zone with Eve and that's, you know, where we end up. Another thing that they got rid of way too early was Mark's job at Bergamark because, and to be fair, he gets rid of it by the end of what issue three. But I kind of feel like they just ignored it in the in the series. They kind of he was there, he threw the back into space, and then that was it done. Him and his boss, the the way that he leaves the job, he's just like calls his boss a jerk and all this. And later on down the line in the comics, he goes to Bergamark and he gets. You get shit off his old boss and stuff like that, and I just I like the way that 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 played out. I kind of feel like him quitting, and then his dad actually telling him, "Oh, you you can leave your job before he has to tell him that he quit." I kind of feel like that should have been the way that it was done, because there's like some really good bits in the comic where him and his dad are just talking, and it's it's not like it's not like anything big or anything like that. They're like literally washing the dishes. And they're just having a chat about their day kind of thing. And, you know, his dad's telling him, you haven't washed that enough, you need to do it again. And, yeah, I just kind of feel like that they're missing some of the the more, you know, more personal bits for me. You know, I kind of feel like I get that they're trying to show the action and the, you know, what will happen if they use their powers irresponsibly and stuff like that. But I kind of feel like you're missing just that little personal touch. So the the big part of this episode is the Flaxen showing up and there's so much carnage and death that I feel like the creators went, you know what, we're willing to put this into these episodes, let's show it, let's let's show what we're willing to do. I kind of feel like they, they killed off obviously the Guardians and stuff like that in the first episode, but you just kill off loads of civilians, people just blood, guts, everything like that. Uh, in the comic, Mark and Nolan deal with the Flaxons, um, and there's not much collateral damage, to be fair. Whereas in the series, the teen team turn up. I think Zachary Quinto is perfect for Robot. He, the, he just brings something to it, do you know what I mean? Um, the rest of the teen team's voices, I can take or leave. Uh, even Eve isn't what I envisioned for her, I kind of feel like. I think because I know what a hu- such a huge character she is within the comic that I'm a little underwhelmed with her up to now. And it's not so much the voice, I think it's just what she's been given at the moment. I kind of think hopefully the voice will grow on me and I'll be more than whelmed in the future. Rex is funny, and to be fair, he always was a jerk in the comics, but I feel like he was he's so much more overstated than he needs to be in the series. I kind of feel like they've, they've brought him in as the comedy relief. And I kind of feel like he was the comedy relief, but he was a little bit just more like little quips in the background, I kind of feel like he wants to be centre of attention here, I don't really, mm, yeah, can take all of him. Um, Nolan ending up in the Flaxen dimension happens in the comics, but it's explained much quicker in the series, I kind of feel like in the comics, he comes back from there and he goes, I need a shave, and 
no one really battered an eyelid then, but he's still a hero rather than a conqueror. I kind of feel like the fact is you killed off the Guardians in the first episode and you kind of think, okay, conqueror. Whereas he doesn't kill off the Guardians till the seventh issue. So he's still a hero at this point. He's still he's still Mark's dad, the hero. He, you know, does everything he can for the planet and stuff. You know, it eventually does get explained. And like I said, Kirkman's a futurist. So Nolan going psycho on the Flaxons has repercussions that come into play way on down the line. Um, but I kind of feel like, because they, they've taken out all the, you know, the suspense kind of thing that, we don't know that, do you know what I mean? Like, I kind of feel like him going there and you know that he's, like, messed them up kind of thing. You, you kind of think, oh, maybe they'll come back later on down the line. Whereas I kind of feel like Kirkman kind of did it and just kind of, you know, just left it, you know, and knew it was coming back because he does it so many times within the comic series that I kind of feel like he's almost a genius when it comes to that. Um Alan is such a big character, and his fight in, in space is pretty cool. I kind of feel like Seth Rogen's a brilliant choice for it. And, you know, like I said, he's a huge character within the Invincible universe, so I think Seth Rogen's playing him to perfection at the moment. I kind of feel like if I had to pick, you know, he would be my choice as a fan for him to, you know, to, to be the voice, I kind of think. So I love the mix-up, you're I kind of think, you know, realistically i kind of feel like that that is just like it's it's comedy it is just it's just funny so one thing that i i don't think that they do much in, about and they don't talk about much in the series is like unlike in the comic is that mark struggles balancing school work and a superhero work i feel like they they focus in quite a lot on the personal relationships which is great although for me, I always thought that him struggling with school commitments, especially when he gets to college, leads to him taking up the plunge into superhero in full time. So I kind of feel like, you know, they, they, they just don't really talk about school that much. They, they kind of make out, oh, he just graduated and, you know, he's, he's going to graduate and all this. It'll be fine. Fair enough. But I kind of feel like he only just graduates. He's, he's not He's not great with the balancing the two. And they they make quite a big deal about it in the in the comic. Do you know what I mean? That eventually it becomes to the point where he's just like, nah, I can't do it anymore. Um, another thing that doesn't make sense to me in the series is that Mark and Nolan just hovering above the house training in their civvies. I know that people very rarely look up, which is said a lot in the comic. But come on, they aren't even trying to hide it. Yeah, I I, I did like the you know, the round the world baseball throw. Although, you know, playing catch together, it does seem a little bit irresponsible to me, like. But, you know, they could get anything. They could destroy anything. You know, um, I still can't get used to William being out in the series. I feel like they could have used the fact that he was in the, you know, in the closet as a good storyline. Um, I don't know. I kind of feel like, realistically, I know that he was going to get there. But I kind of feel like the, the journey there was, was relatively funny along the way. Um I feel like they made such a big deal in the first episode about Mark not having control over his powers that the fact that he doesn't do any damage to the teen team's base after falling through the roof into the base. I'm not sure if they just, you know, forgot that he's literally just crash-landed on a roof about two seconds before that. but And then thought, oh, you know, he'll, he'll stick the landing, don't worry. But it just, to me, didn't seem very realistic. I kind of feel like, 
you know, he was having problems landing altogether kind of thing, and now he's just like, you know, he's hovering down to the ground. And, you know, I just feel like they kind of, they missed a step. If they were going to do that, they should have shown him in pre in the first episode, actually learning how to do it. So, uh, one thing that I do love about the series, which I've mentioned in the first episode of this, is that I love the way they show flying. Yeah, you know, fair enough, he crashes a lot, don't get me wrong, but I kind of, I love the flying around the city, I love him, there's a bit where he sees the explosion, he comes down, and he's just, you know, like, almost psych booms along the air, along the water kind of thing, and into the city, and it, it's just brilliant, it's so fun to look at, do you know what I mean? Um, him trying to save the old woman in this episode, and it's almost him flying in first person, is pretty cool. And all it, obviously it doesn't go well for him, do you know what I mean? And he does crash, and the woman gets really more injured. But you know, what, you know, is pretty cool at the same time. The cityscapes are so well animated and drawn. Do you know what I mean? They're amazing. So um, the the flaxens charging, you know, where they're running in. It gives me old school He-Man running vibes, you know, where you can see them all running kind of thing. I just, the more I watch it, the more I think, oh, it's He-Man. It's the way He-Man runs, do you know what I mean? But it, you know, it might look a little camp, but it really works for the scene, okay? So that's my roundup of episode two thus far, okay? I'm going to jump in with episode three later on down the line. So that's it. I'm Matt, and this has been the Glasses by Day Geek by Night podcast. Thanks for listening.